We at Inner Picture Stories are delighted to present the IPS t-shirts. T-shirts that change the world. Not only does each t-shirt design tell a story and carry a message of light waiting to be spread in your life and to those around you, but with each purchase, you also get to choose the cause you would like to support where parts of your money will go. The causes that these shirts support vary from the environment to animals to those struggling with mental health issues, suicidal thoughts, loneliness and diseases such as cancer. For further information about the IPS t-shirts and about the good causes you can support, simply go to innerpicturestories.com slash shirt and take a look at these stunning t-shirts that can change the world. Welcome to the Inner Picture Stories podcast. My name is Jelis Vaas, your host and the founder of Inner Picture Stories, the educational platform on life. I hereby invite you to come on a journey with me. In each episode, we will dive into the life of an inspiring person seeking lessons of wisdom about life and the world we live in. Answers that you can take away and use in your own life. It's true that no one ever said life would be easy, but it's also true that no one ever said you had to do it alone. So get ready and let the journey begin. I'm done. How about you? Yeah, me too. That's where we were. We were in a nothing a nothing point yeah. in our relationship. But you know that those five weeks we fought, we laughed, we cried. We cried. <laughs> we, you know, it, it sounds so um, cliche to say, but in those five weeks we went through so many different emotions and, and really realized why we fell in love with each other in the first place. We had no money for a long time, you know, for a couple of years we were living, you know, going, are we going to be able to pay next, you know, even get through yeah. next month. But that was more exciting to us than just having a steady paycheck at a job we didn't love. You know, anybody can reach out and change their life and, and do what we've done. People just take different paths to do that. This is episode 009 with the adventure couple Dave and Deb of the Planet D. Hello there everyone, this is your host Yelis Vaas speaking. Hope you're all doing well on this very fine day. Today guests on the show were a real blast to interview Dave and Deb of the Planet D. This adventurous couple were living dormant lives, doing jobs they no longer loved, with a marriage that was slowly falling apart. Then they drastically changed their lives around true and thanks to traveling. In this interview, I dig into their story, the journey they took into building their multi-award winning travel blog, The Planet D, the challenges and lessons they have faced and learned while building it up. And of course, we talk about traveling and the changes they went through as a result of venturing into the world. We touch upon how traveling affected them as individuals, brought them together again as a strong couple, and even how it saved their marriage. There are a lot of other great subjects we get into as well, such as where they think the cause of unhappiness comes from in people, the fundamental ingredients on how they are able to make it work so well, being that close together for so much of the time, how adventure is for everyone, their thoughts on saying goodbye, their advice when someone is held back from seeing the world by fear, and I could literally keep going. This is an in-depth episode with lots of incredible advice and wisdom that can be taken from it. So I'm not going to keep you waiting to hear it much longer. One last thing before we dig into it, I want to give a quick shout out to one of our listeners who took the time to write us a five-star review on iTunes. This review is from Gavin from Canada who says, Yelis isn't afraid to get detailed and personal. 
he and his guests share a positive outlook on life. Gavin, a big thank you to you and this interview with Dave and Deb will live up exactly to this words too. So please enjoy it and if you guys gained any value out of this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could leave the Inner Picture Stories podcast on iTunes or Stitcher a rating and a review. It helps me tremendously to spread the wisdom of our guests around. With all that, enjoy this interesting conversation with multi-award winning travel bloggers Dave and Deb of the Planet D. Dave and Deb, both of you, welcome here to the show and uh, so glad to have you both and thank you so much for, for taking the time. So before we, we dive into the main subjects of uh, this interview and why I both wanted to have you here on the show, I, I always like to start off each interview with a couple of starting questions that I ask all my guests to get a bit warmed up. And since this is the first time that I'm interviewing two people at the same time. I would say uh, with the starting questions, I would love to hear both your take on them. But once we move over to the main subjects, you can kind of see to who the question speaks the most. And okay. the first question that I have here of the starting questions, and let me start off by asking you, Deb, first. Do you have any morning routines that you feel contribute to your happiness or, or something that you do uh, to help start your day off on the right note? Well, it always depends because for Dave and I, we're traveling so much and going to so many different places. We're on the road, I'd say, a good 10 months of the year. It always depends on the destination. If I'm at a beach, I'm definitely up in the morning and walking on the beach. Sure. A lot of times if we're working on a, a, if we're working on a project, we're up in the morning going off to work, <laughs> which would just get me. I always will want to get a, a good coffee somewhere and a good breakfast. And that's my thing, even if I'm just, even if it's, Freezing in Scotland and I have to go get sunrise. I want to try and get a, a coffee in my hand and uh, food in my belly. But that's the problem uh, we find with our travels is we don't have a good routine. You know, it used to be that I would get up and I would do some stretching and watch the news and then go on with my day. And now it's always uh, it, it's always different. Now that I'm home, I'm definitely up and going for a walk in the morning and then catching up on the news and then getting down to work. But uh it's always different. Dave, is uh, for you the same kind of? Uh... Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it's, it's roughly the same thing. Is that you know, I like to get get myself uh, a coffee, and I think it's more about what I don't do first thing in the morning. As I mm. I don't jump on the phone, I don't jump on the computer right away. I try and take at least an hour beforehand um, to actually just relax, and whether it be um, you know. Uh, get yourself, like I said, get a coffee, have a chat with Deb, talk about what the day is going to be like mm -hmm. um, and, and what our objectives are going to be for the week and all that kind of stuff for the business. That's kind of the way I like to start off the day. Again, it doesn't always happen that way depending on where we are, but I think sort of starting the day with a clear vision of, of what you want to do and where you want to be by the end of the week and what you need to accomplish, I think is, is something that, you know, allows us to clear our mind and focus on what we want to do for the day and for the rest of the week. Yeah, I think that's a, a really good point because I think as travel bloggers and social media being a big part of our life, you would think that we're right on our phone. We do not get on our phone first thing in the morning. It's a getting out and, and either like just this morning, we're sitting down making a list of what needs to get done and, you know, things like that. So we just like to stay away from electronics for a good hour or so. <laughs> so the next question here, what do you think is the cause of unhappiness in most people? I think that 
the cause of unhappiness is people not doing what they're passionate about. I think a lot of us get stuck in a, a mold of what we think we're supposed to be doing. And uh, we always end up living this cookie cutter life of, you know, what society tells us we should be doing. And, hey, we're in a good job, so why would we leave it? We have a nice house, so why would we sell it? And a lot of people, I think, they're afraid of being judged or taking a chance. I know that was for me. I... I had a great job in the film industry. Everyone would say to me, why would you want to leave it? You're a makeup artist. You get to hang around with stars. It's a great, it's a great looking life, but I wasn't passionate about it at all, but it was hard for me to leave because I kept thinking, well, what if I'm making good money? You know, I have a house. What happens if I leave this all behind? But the minute I left it, I felt so empowered. And so, so like a weight was lifted off my shoulders. It's hard to change your whole life around, right? But the thing is, it, 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 it'll probably work out because if you yeah. follow what you love, I had, we, we had no money for a long time, you know, for a couple of years we were living, you know, <laughs> going, are we going to be able to pay next, you know, even get through yeah. next month. But that was more exciting to us than just having a steady paycheck at a job with any loans. And uh, I think the, the, the main cause of people not being happy or being unhappy is, is not dedicating time for themselves. I think mm-hmm. people get really caught up on, in, in what's going on, especially in today's world of social media and, uh, you know, the, 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 the wanting or the needing of immediacy of everything. You, you, you tend to not carve out time for yourself. Uh, and if you don't, that could even be just even dedicating, you know, an hour uh, a day or maybe a couple hours a week to just doing something for yourself and and or taking some time alone. Because I think it's really important that the more time you spend alone with yourself, the more you learn about yourself. And it's very easy not to do that nowadays. And I think a lot of people are unhappy because they feel they don't have time for that. And uh, it's it's not that you don't have time, it's that you have to make time. And I think think that's what a lot of people don't do. I greatly agree with all the things that you said there because they're very, very true. Appreciation, guys. What do you do to remind yourself of your appreciation of life, Deb? What I, what I always am, I'm pinching myself that I'm getting to do this as my career. We just, we got home about a week ago and we were, we're riding our bike again. We were out doing bike rides every day. And that's what really started our blog. We cycled from Cairo to Cape Town. And it was reminding me, because I was back on my old bike, and I was reminded how I was training for this race that I was hoping would change my life. And it was a year of training where I was still working in the film industry. And I said, I'm just doing this crazy journey from Cairo to Cape Town to make a name for myself and maybe I'll become a full-time traveler out of it. But I really didn't know how I was going to make that happen. But I had that dream every day when we were cycling. And then last week I was out cycling, following Dave along in the wind, and I was going, wow, 10 years ago I was trying to figure out how I'd make this a career. Now that's crazy. As I'm home, yeah, and it's my career. And that was unbelievable. And I do pinch myself every day because I wanted to all my life I, I knew I could be a success if I found what I wanted to do with my life and I never stopped searching and I'm so glad I never stopped searching because I finally found it I'm 46 years old I found it in my late 30s yeah. you know and I'm proof that you should never stop you know when I was 25 I thought it was too late to do anything when I was 35 that's when my life really began mm, that's amazing to hear Dave yeah. what's what's your take on that I, I agree with what what Deb said definitely, but for me, I think what I try and do to remind myself of you know the, you know how fortunate I am to, to to live this life is I try and each week either go back and 
read a blog post that we did from years ago or watch mm. a video or anything like that. So I look back and not, I look at where it reminds me where we started and then I can relate that to where we are now. So I think that positive reinforcement and looking back and, and looking at the journey that you've been on mm -hmm. throughout these years really helps you uh, refresh your mind and think about what you can do in the future. Because, you know, it's what we've <laughs> done with our life is not unattainable by uh, by any stretch. You know, anybody can reach out and change their life and and do what we've done. People just take different paths to do that. And I think for uh, being able to go back and look at how you got to where you are, is a huge benefit mm -hmm. to, uh, you know, d growing and, 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 yeah, and developing in the future. Because if you can appreciate what you've done and, and where you are today, that appreciation renews your vigor for moving ahead in the future. That's cool, right? I mean, that's another great plus point of having a blog that you can just kind of go back into time and reread those old articles and kind of see now where you are today. Because that's, yeah, it's very helpful to go and see the things that you have achieved. It is. And I think about before we had the blog, we used to even do that with our journals. Mm -hmm, like yeah. I used to be a big journaler. I shouldn't say we. I wrote the journal, but then Dave and I would sit down and read it together from our travels and get all excited again. We'd look through old photo albums. So yeah, always, there's all those moments you forget yeah, we've and always, all that kind of stuff, you know, and, and to relive them again, go back and remind you of, of what you did or how you felt in that moment. And I yeah. think we're very fortunate to have those journals and everything to go through when we travel. Um, you know, but, uh, yeah, cause I find it's easy to say, well, I'm fortunate because I have a lot more than other people. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's easy for everybody to say, well, my life is good because, you know, it, people are worse off in other places, but mm -hmm. yeah, we can have empathy for that, but we didn't live that. So when you look back at what you lived through, that can really make you appreciate what you have. Yeah, and it's not about, and it's not about vanity. Like it's not about, um, you know, just looking back and being vain about it. It's more about, I think if you can look back and reflect on what you you've done it's it's a little bit more personal or how you were feeling or, or how you were the feeling anxiety, at that point. Excitement you know it's, it's, it gives you a little bit more appreciation i think some people are afraid to do that with that final question and that was already a good start uh, with the starting questions uh with that final question i am uh, extremely excited to jump over to the main subjects of the show and you guys are both quite an inspiration in many ways. And throughout the years, you've both come to inspire a lot of people through your adventure and travel blog, The Planet D, uh, showing and helping others how to also live a life of more adventure and, and what more this world has to offer for everyone. And let me already just say that I'm, I'm extremely grateful that you guys started The Planet D and for all that you've created and done so far because a lot of people, in fact, do not know what more there is to see uh, and do in the world, which was a reality that I've uh, lived with for a long time. And it's because of people like you two who, who are putting all this information and content out that other people can see and find some of those deeper truths of what more life has to offer. So so thank you. I, 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 I can only encourage you guys to keep doing this and I'm sure you, you will. Um, well, thank you. It's a lot to us. Thank and, you. And something I love about um, our blog as well is we got to we we have other people write for us, and I know your story is really inspiring, and it inspires me. You know, and I think Thank that's you. what I love. I love about the plan about 
the Planet D is we try to share other people's inspiring stories because I think the world can see us, especially now we've been doing it a decade. They can go, yeah, well, that's you. But when they mm. when we share people's stories of everybody sharing how they changed their lives, then that can really inspire other people's too. And that's why we started that inspiration series and want to have other people write for us because I think the whole world can learn. There's so many other people out there that are doing great things like you. And that's how we met from yeah. the post you wrote about how travel can change a life. So No, it's definitely a good idea to do that. Before I'm going to dig within some questions about the planet e and about traveling, I like to start off with this question here. How did you two meet each other? We met uh, the old-fashioned way in a bar, okay. <laughs> uh, actually, in a bar that I was that I was working at, mm-hmm. um, and uh, Deb was there actually celebrating her birthday with a bunch of her girlfriends, yeah. and uh, we had the same cowboy boots. Believe it or not, that's dating what? ourselves. <laughs> this was back in nineteen ninety one. It was a very Canadian moment. Uh, a blue rodeo was a Canadian band at the time. There was a blue rodeo cover band playing, and they're very like a uh, country rock. Mm-hmm. So in in the nineties, early nineties, we had cowboy boots, and Dave and I had very similar cowboy boots. And my roommate said, looked down at Dave's boots and yelled, "You know, you have the same cowboy boots." And then the rest was history. After we saw we had the same boots, we were dancing <laughs> in our boots in synchronicity. Yes. <laughs> it was quite funny. Do you guys and still have those boots? <laughs> Oh, you know what's crazy is we don't. We wore those boots out. Yeah. You knew it would become a story one day, you know. <laughs> But uh, you know, we we didn't we we were poor college kids at the time, so we just wore those boots every day and eventually I even got them resold a couple times. Yeah. So. But then it was like, you know, it was uh, like uh that night ended and then I I asked that that was on a Friday night. I asked her out on a date on a uh, on the Sunday mm-hmm. of of that weekend and we went out and it was like uh it was like we'd known each other all of our lives. It's That's it's sort of like Yeah, it's like one of those moments that you know you probably only ever have once in your lifetime, and that you realize that you're with uh, with a person that you just know you're meant to be with for the rest of your life. So it's, I mean, to have that kind of uh, that that kind of epiphany or that that kind of moment is something that obviously doesn't happen to everybody. But we were fortunate enough to have it happen to us when we were so young. That's a very nice moment. That's very beautiful to hear. To get a little bit more backstory, what did you two do before you started Planet D? Well, we uh, we did quite a few things. We were musicians. Uh, I was a drummer, and Deb was a singer uh, right. first w- when we first met. And then um, after that career, we moved on to the film business. Uh-huh. Uh, we both worked in the film business for quite a long time, for like 15 years. I was uh, a gaffer, the head of the lighting department, and Deb was a makeup artist. And uh, we did that for quite a long time, and it was from there that we tra- we transitioned out of that into blogging, mainly because you know I was doing feature films and Deb was doing TV, and uh, we'd never ever see each other. You know, I, I'm on a movie working seven days a week, you know, fifteen, sixteen hours a day, never get to see each other. So we really wanted to find something that uh, we both loved and we could do together, and that ended up being uh, being the Planet D. Could you tell me? Just a little bit more how this crazy adventure happened of creating the Planet D and becoming travel bloggers. Where did all this kind of started? Well, it all started uh, working in the film industry in Toronto. We took winters off to travel. Um, the film industry basically shut down at that time. It doesn't anymore. It's grown so much. But when we first started, 
it, nobody shot anything in the months of December, January, February. So we found it was cheaper to leave Toronto and either put our stuff in storage or sublet our apartment and go traveling than to stay. So we started traveling and that's when we really fell in love with travel. Mm-hmm. And we searched for the next seven years. Our first trip was in 2000. And after that, we would search. We were like, we were always looking for ways to make travel a career. We, we said, we love this. We want to make it a career. It's just changed our lives so much. So at one point we were thinking of running, uh, cycling tours. Another point we went to get dive masters because we said, well, we'll just teach scuba around the world. Mm-hmm. We considered buying a bar in Belize and then we realized, well, that's not travel. We'd be stuck in Belize, yeah. <laughs> but we looked for so many different ways. And then it was finally in 2007 that, uh, we saw the Tour d'Afrique. It was a cycling race from I wrote a Cape Town and we said, let's sign up for that. So we signed up for the Tour d'Afrique and we decided to pitch a TV show. That's because we had a TV background. We said, let's pitch a show. Let's do these crazy adventures around the world. And that this would be our first one where we would go cycle from Cairo to Cape Town and pitch a TV show about doing epic adventures with ordinary people doing extraordinary things. And, uh, the Tour d'Afrique asked us to start a blog to, yeah. for it, for people to follow the race through Africa and that's when we realized that, hey, this blogging thing is is kind of a, a big thing because people started following our story and we were getting a lot of people starting yeah. to read about our and travels. The t- and the TV show didn't really take hold when we got back. So we decided to use the, the, the cycling trip to springboard ourselves into the, the blogging world. So and that was back in 2008. Yeah, we did. Was, we yeah. 2007, we started the blog. 2008, we did the cycling race. We came back and tried to pitch the TV show. And we, that was still our dream and that failed. And then, so then, then we went back to the drawing board and in 2009, we left and did our blog full time from there. So the blog really was two years in the making before we even decided to go try and do anything yeah. with it. Yeah. So you guys have the Planet D for about nine years now or something, right? Yeah. yeah. I was just looking, our very first blog post was in 2007, but that was me okay. just writing about the training I was doing for, for the Africa, Tour de Afrique. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was funny. Because today you you both have achieved a lot of things with the Planet D and have uh, even earned some incredible awards with it. Uh, however, this journey you two took in building this travel blog, the Planet D, it's not as easy as many people might think. And I'm sure a lot of people, when you tell them what you two do, will, I don't know, will call you guys lucky or something along the line that they would love to do this too. But many times not understanding the actual facts, what it takes to build this all out. Starting this career as travel bloggers, what were some of the hardest moments building the Planet D out that you feel not many people realize is part of it? I, I think some of the hardest things is is the amount of, of time spent not just producing content, but actually marketing yourself and getting out there in front of people. And I think that that, that doesn't happen magically. I mean, back when we started, you know, there there wasn't the there wasn't Instagram, there wasn't uh, there, there, we're, there, we're, we're really doing there wasn't a bunch even Facebook on pages. Facebook. Yeah, there wasn't Facebook pages or anything like that. Really, the thing we started on was Twitter uh, and getting ourselves up there because that was sort of the only social media platform that 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 likened itself to what we were doing. So, um, and we would spend hours a day 
on Twitter. <laughs> like just, and I remember Deb going, am I just wasting my time? Is that, you know, am I, am I yelling into an echo chamber and there's nobody there? You know, yeah. is anybody listening to me? And, um, you know, we c- continue to push forward without a lot of feedback coming back. And I think that sort of perseverance, um, and spending hours a day on this while we were working full time in the, in the movie business, trying to build it, plus writing articles, you know, uh, before we even were really, you know, building anything we were putting in probably 40 hours a week uh trying to build and market the business yeah. you know it was it, it's the time factor included i think is something that is is really um brushed over when it comes to travel blogging you know i would say nowadays you know we we work 80 90 100 hours a week to to, mm-hmm. to run our business plus plus we have people working for us so i mean there's there's it's constantly evolving and there's so much time involved and a lot of people think oh well it's just magic i'll put something up on facebook or i'll put something up on twitter or instagram and people will like it and will magically come no there's a process and and a a plan behind everything and plus patience is such a big thing too i mean it, it takes time to build anything out and it, it's hard it's really hard to have the patience sometimes to see it being developed uh, through time but it's important I think, yeah, patience is really important. And I think in this uh, day and age of social media, oh, yeah. that people don't have the patience. We were lucky, I think, because we, we only, we, we had no choice. We had patience. <laughs> but now people are trying to do all those quick fixes and black hat methods, and it's not going to work that yeah. way. They need to take their time and build. And if you get develop that voice and that unique voice and interesting angle, people will eventually start taking notice. And we had a plan, you know, like we knew that we did. We decided that we were going to be on the road for five years to develop content and be out there to get the experience uh, to, to call ourselves travel experts. You know, there's so many people out there that they take a, a, a one year trip around the world and can and consider themselves travel experts. Or there's you people know? that are or just taking a one week sponsored trip yeah. and saying they're travel experts. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it, it, it takes time to build up expertise. It's not something that is just handed out. You know, you, in order to call yourself a, an expert or be tr- a trusted source, you have to have the experience to do that. And that in turn takes time. Uh, at what point did you two actually knew that being travel bloggers and the Planet D could in fact work and be your full-time jobs? Was there like any event or turning point or something that happened where you knew that this was working? Yeah, well, there was a time, the very first press trip we were in, um, of, were, that we were invited on actually was when I felt like, hey, this could be something. And I remember it was 2011. Mm-hmm. No, 10. 10? 2010, sorry, 2010, Princess Cruises invited us to go on a Twitter trip. We, we didn't get paid for anything. <laughs> Twitter trip. They, yep, they invited us to Alaska and said, we'd like you to come and tweet from sea. Mm-hmm. When we got that, it was a trip of a lifetime. It was two weeks up doing adventures in Alaska. And that's when we said, wow, I think we can make something out of this. It took us another year to get paid for anything. Mm. But that gave us the, the uh, confidence to know that people are paying attention because we were invited to go – well, because it happened the year before, and then Deb saw that it happened the year before, and when she saw it was happening in Alaska, she, she, she emailed them and said, you know, we would be perfect for this. 
you know, we, we'd love oh, to. I sent them a direct message on Twitter. Or a direct message, sorry. <laughs> and said, you know, we would love to do this, blah, 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 blah. And, and I think once we got the response back that we did get the trip with all these prestigious people that it, we realized that, hey, you know what? Maybe we're starting to build a voice and we're starting to build a reputation here and we can make this a business for sure. Yeah. And then, uh, and then it was a year later that we actually got our first partnership and that was with American Express. And they contacted us and they said, we'd like you to, uh, we'd like to work with you. And they gave us a year contract. And that's when we went, wow, we can make a living out of this. But see, it took us a long time. We started the blog. Our first post was in 2007. Our real blogging started in 2008. And it was 2011 that we actually started making some cash. <laughs> so. it, I mean, it's crazy in a way, but it's always so good to hear that things take time and it's very hard like I said, like it's very hard to have the patience, but if you can stick with it and if you keep working very, very hard, you can definitely make out of anything something. Yeah, and I think we had a lot of things fall into place because we did save up some money because we didn't have a house anymore to go and we went and traveled in India for a year. So that's how we could make our money last. Mm -hmm. Just when we were running out of money, we sold our very first ad which was $25 on a sarong post, but they bought a, a $25 a month for a link to mm -hmm. a, to a sarongs. And then they booked, they said, we'll buy four more. So they got, we got $1,200 out of them and we went, wow, this will give us another month. So that was exciting. So we got money just at the right time. So we always just seem to get something to keep us going long enough. When just when you are thinking, I have to give up and go home and go back to work. <laughs> so. so I'm not going to, ask too many questions about how to start a travel blog as I will more want to focus on the story of you two and traveling but I do want to ask as it will be a bit of a missed opportunity having you two here what's one or some of the best pieces of advice you've received over the years that helped you both a lot in building this successful travel blog the planet D well definitely about having a uh, bit of self-promotion that's been the biggest thing being able to I think um It is kind of ingrained, ingrained in us as Canadians not to, we feel ashamed bragging about ourselves or something like that. So if we had an accomplishment or something really good that happened to us, we felt weird saying, hey, look what happened. And we had to train ourselves. And it was actually my mom. I remember sitting there with my mom saying, how am I going to like tell people about myself? And my, she said to me, well, if you don't start promoting yourself, who will? It's not like you have a publicist or anything. True. That's when we started go learning of the art of self-promotion in a way that's not – it's really important to, to balance the fine line because you're, you're promoting yourself, but you don't want to start going around, look at how great I am. You yeah. know, we, we don't want to be doing that. So balancing that, learning to promote yourself in a, in a really good way is important. Also, uh, it being uh – being true to yourself. Um, yep. That's it. You know, the, one of the, the first sort of advice that we got is like, don't be lured into copying somebody else or trying to be somebody else. They're living their life and living their passion. Mm -hmm. And that's not necessarily going to be yours. So you need to find out what yours is and, and be who you are. You know, we were just actually at, uh, at a conference early uh, a little bit uh, ago in Bucharest and we, we had a, a person ask us, you know, and this is what I'm doing. You know, I don't know if it's right. And I don't know whether I should be doing this. And, mm -hmm. and that piece of advice was, you know what, you're doing it right because you're being yourself. And, and, you know, she was so appreciative of that she's like the best, that's the best advice that I got this whole weekend is that, you know, to, to, to have that, uh, the affirmation or the, the being told again that just being yourself is enough 
And it's that's what allows you to be an individual and allows you to stand out in this crazy world of so many people trying to get into travel blogging nowadays. Everybody says, how do you stand out and how do you, you know, how do you be different than everybody else? And I always say, you already are different than everybody else. <laughs> so true. you need to take and, and leverage who you are and what you do and the talents you have in order to reach people who are similar to you. Yes. So I think, you know, coming back to being yourself is one of the most important things. And you have to continually remind yourself of that because, yeah. you know, it's easy to go out and try and copy somebody else, yeah. but you're not really going to get anywhere from that. I like that. That's a good piece of advice. Yeah, another piece of advice I got, I remember from Andy Hayes, where uh, I asked him, he was in Canada doing a, he's, he's American, and he was doing a tour on, on a train through Canada. I, I said to him, how on earth did they give you that? I, in my mind, I just automatically assumed they gave him that, that journey. And he said, well, I emailed them and I asked. And it was huge <laughs> advice for me because I went, hmm. I never thought of that before. <laughs> like, honestly, <laughs> I was seeing people doing things and he was a good friend of mine. And I finally just asked somebody said, how did you, how did you, how did, how did they give you that? They didn't give it to me. I asked them for it. And that's when I started getting the confidence to email people and ask them for some help or <laughs> some sponsorship or things like that. <laughs> so I think that's a good piece. This is definitely true. Sometimes just asking You know, I mean, you either get a no or a yes, right? So why wouldn't you try to ask? Yeah, or even asking other bloggers for advice. We get people emailing us all the time thinking we won't answer back. And, and they're shocked if we do, or, or they'll say, they'll apologize for asking, saying, I don't know you, but I have this question. And I have no problem answering people if they have a question. So it's it's having... Not having the fear of asking people for advice or even asking people Some for Some self-confidence definitely helps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks. This is our. This is definitely helpful. These are some good pieces of advice. I have uh, taken here a small piece out of an article from the Planet D titled "How Travel Saved Our Marriage and Transformed Our Lives," which is a very well written and beautiful article that I will like, link up on the show notes for everyone uh, to check out. When we first met, we had dreams and hopes and were active and vibrant people, but over the years, we lost that energy and were stuck in a rut. We were depressed and things were starting to fall apart. We didn't inspire one another anymore. But Thailand changed all that. It had awoken something in us both that had been dormant for years. Passion. There are quite a few articles on the Planet D and not just alone from you guys, as you already mentioned, but also from other people. All mentioning how traveling not alone impacted and broadened their vision about life, but also them as a person. And... For me, traveling even saved my life. How how do you guys feel? And this is more a question individually for both of you. But how do you feel that traveling came to change your priorities in life and, and you as a person? How do you both feel for yourself that traveling affected that? Traveling really opened my eyes, um, not only to different cultures and the, the way different people, uh, way different people live and how they live differently from me, but travel also, um, opened up my eyes to about who I am and how compassionate I can be or how, you know, sometimes how stiff I can be or how, you know, argumentative I can be. So, you know, it, it, it put me in situations that I wouldn't necessarily get into when I'm at home and force me out of my comfort zone. 
And I think that's one thing we talk about a lot on the Planet D about by pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone a little bit it allows you to discover more about yourself and about your life and it, and it enriches your life. And I think by going out there and, and challenging yourself, whether it be, you know, doing something small that you're a little bit afraid of, you learn a little bit about yourself. And I think that's what travel did for me. And, you know, I think being in, in Canada for 15 years and doing the same thing for those 15 years allowed me to become complacent and, and, and dormant and somewhat barren inside in that I didn't have any experiences to draw on. And, and by going out and traveling, it, like, like Deb said in that article, you know, it awakened something in us and that was probably always there and maybe is always there in everybody, but it just needs a little bit of spark or, you know, something to actually bring it to the surface. And travel did that for, for me. I agree yeah. on that, yeah. I think travel gives you permission to reinvent yourself or be something that you're not. When you go to a foreign land, you can step out of that mold that you've created for yourself at home. At home, you could be the person who's really quiet and always, uh, you know, getting your tasks done and following note by note with the rules. But when you're traveling, it gives you the freedom to try something new. You can say, I'm going to go bungee jump today, or I'm going to sleep in until noon, something like that, you know? And I think that it, it allows you to let your real inner self come out. I know that's what it did for me. When I was in a different land and away from home, I could be more free. I tend to be very task-oriented, get the job done. I have a lot of goals and I have to follow them. Whereas travel, I could be more whimsical and I could try something and change my plans. And I met so many inspiring people traveling than who was just in my little circle at mm -hmm. home. So they introduced me to new ways of thinking and new ways of life. And that's, I think, what really opened up our whole life with travel is we were just introduced to a whole new way of thinking and it it as i said in that article it really brought us together mm -hmm. because we started seeing things in each other that we hadn't seen before you know dave didn't know that i could be that much fun because that whole <laughs> You know, a real nag at that time, mm -hmm. especially, you know, and I didn't know that Dave, you were very serious all the time as yeah. well. And I didn't know that you were so adventurous. It was travel brought out the adventure in you. So not only did it help us find out who we are ourselves, it helped us discover each other again, too. And, and I think it, to, to, to just build on that, I think that, you know, it, it re removes that weight of judgment. You know, like like at home, you know, we tend to be judged in everything we do. You know, it's a, there's always someone looking over us and judging us for what we're doing. But when you travel to a different place and you're around people who don't know you, like you said, it does lift that weight off of you. And you, you can you can bring out those those sections of yourself that maybe you wouldn't have the uh, the courage to do when you're at home. But you can do that on the road because it's you don't feel that you're being judged. So that's, that's another benefit of of going out there and discovering places you've never been before and meeting people uh, you've never met before. It's, 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 it's a freeing kind of uh, feeling. In, in this article, how traveling saved our marriage as well, as the title suggests, uh, it's about how traveling saved your marriage. Could uh -huh. you, could you guys just talk a little bit more about this here on the podcast too? Why and how did traveling came to affect and save your marriage and brought you to as a couple stronger together again? At that point, when we did our first trip to Thailand, we had been together nine years. We met each other when I was 20 years old. So I went through my 20s, married to Dave, mm -hmm. and uh, we were just way too comfortable together. And we had really turned off. We hadn't seen each other a lot. I had a whole separate group of friends than Dave. Dave had his whole separate group of friends. And we were those people who 
literally we would go out to dinner and not have anything to say to each other and would just eavesdrop on other people's conversation. There weren't iPhones then, so we couldn't just stare at our iPhone like people do now. And I think the real problem that people are doing now, I see it at when I'm at a restaurant, couples sitting on their phones instead of talking to each other. And I think they're at the place we were at in 2000. Yeah. We just didn't have a phone to, to waste our yeah. time. We would just stare at other people. So maybe it was much better for us to figure that out early. But that was we had nothing in common anymore. And that's we had our two different lives, our separate work. So when we went and traveled and we took, spent five weeks together, we had to relearn to how to, how to communicate and how to talk together. Yeah, we were. I mean, we were forced to. Let's to, to, to put it bluntly, really. You know, right. we're in a where we didn't speak the language. Uh, it's a completely culture shock when we got there. So the only person we had to rely on was each other. Mm-hmm. So it, we had to learn, how, again, how to communicate. We had to learn how to, you know, compromise. We All, all these things we needed to relearn about each other that we ha- had just been complacent about when we were back in, in Canada. So, you know, and we knew um, before we left, Actually, no, we didn't know before we left. I think it was more of a, a hindsight thing that our marriage and our relationship was in trouble big yeah. time. I and mean, we didn't go on this trip to change our lives. We didn't go on this trip to save our marriage. That that was a product of the situations yeah. we put ourselves in while we were there. Yeah, before we went on the trip, we were just in a rut. We just were like, well, where are we going to go this year? And then luckily a friend of mine suggested Thailand. I think if we had just gone to Mexico to an all-inclusive, we probably wouldn't have been together because we wouldn't have had that time to get to know each other again. Now, I don't think if we didn't do that trip, we wouldn't be together It would have been a year or two and we would have been yeah. gone our separate ways because we were just we were strangers. We would have been fine with it. I don't think we would have hated each other. We wouldn't have – it would have just been huh. – I'm done. How about you? Yeah, me too. That's where we were. We were in a nothing, a nothing point yeah. in our relationship. But you know that those five weeks we fought, we laughed, we cried. We cried. <laughs> we, you know, it, it sounds so um, cliche to say, but in those five weeks we went through so many different emotions and and really realized why we fell in love with each other in the first place and discovered all the reasons why. You know, we we wanted to spend so much time together, you know, because we had spent so much time apart. We were working in different jobs and living different lives. We rediscovered what it was like to actually spend so much time together, and we just absolutely loved it. So when we did come home, we took all the things that we learned out of those 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 five weeks and applied them at home. You know, we, we spent so much more time together, and adventure became a huge part of that. You know, we took up rock climbing, uh, mountain diving. biking, scuba diving, everything that we could do we could go out and do together and i think that was you know that was not only the catalyst for us being together now but also it led us right into starting the planet d we didn't know it then but you know that's what introduced adventure into our life and that really became the basis of what the planet d started on it's so beautiful to hear how traveling did all this for you guys and brought you to so much stronger again together it's like such an incredible thing if you are somewhere stuck in a relationship to just go and travel for a month or something to kind of relearn each other because if like you said it, it it forces you to work together and to having to learn or relearn each other again you both spend a lot of time very closely together and first of all first of all because you two are uh, you know you travel full time together but also you're both running this business the planet d and I I have the feeling that, sadly enough to say though, but that many people would go crazy being that close all the time. Now, I'm not saying that you two don't need your alone time, because everyone needs this, but still, you two spend a lot of time very closely together, and I feel like you're both 
like you guys are the perfect uh, couple to ask this question to. How how do you feel that you're both able to make this work so well of being so close together a lot of times? What are some of the fundamental ingredients as a couple that is allowing this to work so well? Well, I think number one that has been huge for both of us is compromise. The meaning of that word became evident to me when we were on the trip in in, in Thailand. And that, you know what, I have to uh, compromise and do some things that Deb really likes to do that maybe, you know, uh, initially I would never even think of doing or even want to do. And and by opening myself up to those different experiences and compromising it, it allowed us to do more things together. And even now in business, it's even more important because we all co- we both come to the table with different ideas of how we want to do things things because obviously we're individual people right so and but we all we both make concessions and i think concessions on both sides or compromise is is the key to not only success in business but all uh, working together in business but also as a relationship as a couple yeah and i think another key component is neither of us hold on to things we're not grudge holders we're very much about we'll argue and we'll argue hard mm-hmm. in the moment <laughs> But 10 minutes later, once once it's over, we're right back to normal. It's not something where I'll sit and hold that against him and bring something up a month down the road or anything like that. We just we're really good at having an, an argument and then letting it go. And uh, that, I think, is really important. The motto you two live by is that adventure is for everyone. Could you both explain a bit more the thought behind this motto and why exactly this is the motto that you two live by? Yeah, I mean, the, the the motto is sort of the mantra that 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 we that we live by. You know, we always thought, you know, when we first started the Planet D and we were talking about adventure, there were uh, always people that we looked up to, obviously, you know, but they they were doing things that were unattainable. You know, summiting Mount Everest and and all these crazy things that I probably could never do. And Luckily, the, the definition of adventure changed over the years. So now there's soft adventure, there's different adventure, and that's sort of how we lived our life. Adventure is for everyone because it's different for everybody. You know, adventure can be going to a market in Marrakesh for the very first time or stepping off the plane in India, uh, you know, and being having major culture shock. Or adventure could be, you know, jumping out of a plane or, or summoning a mountain. It doesn't matter. Uh, adventure is for everyone. It just depends on how you define it. And I think, you know, for us, adventure always has that connotation attached to it that is pushing you out of your comfort zone. And again, that's that's another thing that we live by. By We believe that by pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, that you learn a little bit about yourself whenever whenever you do that. And and by and by doing that, it enriches your life. And I think that all evolves into, the, you know, those, those four words, you know, adventure is for everyone or adventure, you know, yeah. it can be for anybody. You know, adventure doesn't have to be just for the ultra rich or the uber Athletes. Yeah, I think we we came up with that motto because we didn't want to scare people off as well. Because I know for us, when you're seeing adventurers, you think, oh, well, I'll never be able to go cross-country ski to the North Pole. You know, mm-hmm. and we wanted to show that, hey, we do, we did cycle Africa, we did go summit Kilimanjaro or go to Mount Everest Basic Camp, but we also love a great adventure for us is just uh is is like dave said going to a market or going to a new destination for the first time and we want to let people know that it's baby steps and there are all kinds of different levels of adventure and i think that's what we wanted people to when they come to our blog know that they'll be able to find the adventure that's right for them 
for someone who is listening, who who feels stuck in life and and wants to break away and, and see some of the world, uh, first of all, I like to ask, and well, I'm sure many people have already come to ask you guys this question, but I do like to hear your take and your advice on it. But what would you say to someone who is caught by fear of breaking out of their comfort zone and taking that step to venture into the world? Are there any words of advice or wisdom that you could say to that person? Yeah, definitely. We always tell people to take baby steps. Because sure. oh, yeah. a lot of people will say to us, if they came to our blog for the first time, they'll go, well, I can't go and cycle Africa. Well, Dave and I didn't go and cycle Africa first. We took us, It took us eight years before we did that. Our very first thing we did was we were excited about our first jungle walk in Thailand where we saw monkeys in the wild for the first time. That was a huge adventure for us, and we were just blown away. I didn't think I needed to do another adventure in my life. And then I just kept adding on to that. So I think that's what you need to do. Play it safe at first. If you're afraid to go to Asia for the first time, go somewhere closer to home. Go somewhere that's just a little bit out of your comfort zone. Try Europe, Try a new country in Europe that you haven't been to. And then build from there. I find that the more you do, the more brave you become. But it's just starting small. <clears throat> if you do too much too soon, you'll shock yourself to the point where you might not want to do it again. So I say start small. And secondly, what I wanted to ask with that question, what country would you two personally suggest and why to first time travelers? And this is, you know, this is your your opinion, of course, of uh, the country, what you feel like is a good fit for, for many people. Well, uh, you know what? I'm going to go with one we've mentioned a lot. It's Thailand, because I think Thailand has... A great culture that's very different from what we know in North America and in Europe. So you go there and you see this amazing Thai culture, pagodas that you wouldn't see in other places. And it's very colorful and vibrant. It's very diverse with beaches and mountains and jungles. So I think that's really great. And Thailand, the reason I say that over other parts in Southeast Asia and Asia is Thailand has a great tourism infrastructure. So it's easy to travel. Mm -hmm. They have a train, plane, and bus system. So I think that's good. And it's affordable. So I really think it's one of the first introductions that people that start traveling. I think, yeah, I think it's, a, it's sort of the reason why it's sort of like the, the heart of the backpacker. Yeah. Uh, the route is that it is it is easy and it's, it's even though it's foreign, it's somewhat familiar. And especially if you're coming from North America or, or something, like that, whether you're familiar with the food or, you know, you're familiar with that. Uh, with um, its beaches or something like that. It's not like it hasn't been in the news or it's not something that is super far off the beat track that you're going to be uh, scared to go there. Um, but yeah, I would definitely recommend that. I would also recommend uh, uh, Sri Lanka sticking mm. in, in, in Asia. I mean, it's a little bit more off off the beaten path, but um, as far as an introductory place to go and travel, the people are just absolutely fantastic. And again, it's like, I always say it's like, it's taking all of India and packing it into a much smaller, smaller package. And it's a lot less culture shock than going to India. And it can be, a, you know, a sort easier of a, a soft lead in. It's much easier to travel. Um, and, uh, and, there, but there's, there's no less things to see there. You know what I mean? Like they have everything that India has to offer packed into just a, a smaller package. I have uh, just three more questions here left on the main subjects. This uh, question here is something that I've somewhat recently been pondering about myself. Saying goodbye, you guys know just as much as I do and probably even more that while traveling brings many new friends, 
you do have to say goodbye to many of them at some point. And I'm, I'm just kind of curious to ask, after having said so many goodbyes to so many people over the years, what does saying goodbye m- mean for you guys? Have you given it like any other meaning? Well, that's a that's a good question. I mean, like for me, saying goodbye has is probably been the hardest part of what we do. In that we've, in the end, we've really had to give up our our, our friend network and you know basically any long term friends because you know you leave and you and you do say goodbye and it's you don't think it's going to be something that is permanent. But uh, in the end, if you're on the road all the time, it does sort of become that way because you leave, they go on with their lives. And, you know, and of course, as you're not there, the picture fades, you know, you're not in the scene. So you're not top of mind anymore. So, you know, we tend to lose or we have not tend to lose. We have lost a lot of friends that way. And that's sort of a sacrifice that we've made in choosing this lifestyle it's it's unfortunate and we're sort of now thinking about you know we we're we're yearning for that again and and we want to have that sort of friend stability again after being on the road for so long so you know you know maybe our travel style is going to change because as you get older i think it's important to have a friend base and you don't have that when you travel like you said you know you meet lots of people and you those friends you meet on the road could definitely be friends for life but they'll never be that one base that you had when you, yeah. when, you know, that, yeah. that you built up over a lifetime. Yeah, I think that's definitely been the hardest part of travel for us. We have a lot of acquaintances and then you have a lot of intense friendships for a short time because you obviously bond because you have the same interests as each other. But then you end up leaving and saying goodbye. And yeah, you'll be friends on Facebook and you might see each other again. But it is it has been tough to lose that friend base. Like we, we have, as we said, we have a lot of acquaintances and we have a lot of old friends, but now we're at the point where we, where we don't have a base, like that yeah. circle of friends, that circle of friends. That's yeah. the word I was looking for. So. But to that, but to that end, you know, goodbye doesn't have to be goodbye forever. You know, we're reconnecting with friends now that we're spending more time here yeah. and, and starting to build that, 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 that friendship circle again around or from the base that we already had. So, you know, whereas a year ago, I would answer that question differently and say that, you know, saying goodbye into a lifestyle like this is sort of permanently saying goodbye to those people who were part of your life before, where it doesn't have to be that way. I realize that now. Yeah. And, and the way that I'm also trying to see, uh, upon it is that I, I appreciated at least that I had a chance to spend or that I had a chance to meet that person. Um, I, you know, saying goodbye is very painful, but I'm trying to go to the other side mostly to just think and say to myself that, you know, at least I had a chance to meet that person in my life. So that's mostly helpful for me to not go and be sinking down into that feeling of saying goodbye to that person yeah exactly and with the world being so connected now it's not as bad yeah, that's true like we traveled before there was any kind of facebook or anything like that so when you said goodbye we didn't even our first year i think we just started having email in 2000 mm-hmm. dave and i were very late bloomers when it to the internet so we didn't even exchange email addresses with anyone you know no. we didn't and so with the people we met in our travels we never saw again and, and but it's funny because they have such a strong impact on my memories and my yeah, life definitely. and I haven't seen them since 2000. From all those years of uh, of traveling through different countries and the many adventures you two have gone on, are there any handy and useful travel tips or discoveries you feel not many people know about that have been a big game changer in the way how you travel? And And this doesn't have to be like a huge discovery, of course, this can be something very small as well. 
Yeah, I, I think for us the biggest thing has been when we hire local guides. When we go, when we don't, we don't book. A lot of times we don't book the trip in advance. When we climbed Mount Kilimanjaro, we landed in Arusha, and then we took a bus. Oh, actually, we met a guy at the airport, and he, the taxi driver said, I know a good company if you want to try. And we saved, first of all, so much money, and then it was a great company, and I always recommend them. They're Kessie Brothers Tours, and like I don't work with them or anything. I just paid them to do uh, when we climbed Mount Kilimanjaro, and it was the best experience, and we probably paid well, we paid a fraction of what normal people would mm-hmm. would pay for Mount Kilimanjaro. And we did the same thing when we were in, when we climbed Everest Space Camp. We just landed in Kathmandu and then walked around to the different outfitters until we found one we were comfortable with. Saved a fortune and we're still, we still are friends with, uh, with Deep, who we mm-hmm. climbed with that time. And he's a local guide. And I love being able to cut out the middleman. These, I know the, that the money went straight to them, to their business. And it saved me a lot of money, but also made them a lot more money because they got the full thing rather than going through a tour company in our own country. So that's our big thing. We always, in Myanmar, when a guy met us on a bus, he just came on looking for for foreigners yeah. and said, hey, do you need a guide? And we hired him for the next three days. And Sri Lanka, same thing. Yeah. So it's just, I think that's been always our best thing. Definitely. And that, and that lends itself to another thing I always say is don't be too planned. You know, people get very, very, very scared and frightened that every minute isn't planned or you don't have something to do every single day. Most of our best travel experiences that we've had had have been born out of things that have been last minute or just happened on the day because we didn't have plans. And I think uh, leaving yourself a little bit of time on each vacation, no matter where you go, to go out and just discover on your own or, you know, do something on your own that's not planned, I think really not only can you probably save money, find better deals, find better food, uh, you know, find better accommodation to meet great people. But you can have all those things happen just by not being so regimented and planned. And I, I know that that's, that's a stumbling block for a lot of people, especially if it's first time or second time travelers. But if you've scheduled just like one day where you're just on your own, you're like, oh man, I'm going to go and do this by myself. Then, uh, that's where you really discover the, you know, that, that real genuine part of traveling. So, the last question that I have here on the main subjects, and uh, I'm curious to ask, how, how does the future of the Planet D look like? Are there any exciting future plans you two are co- currently working on for the Planet D that you can already reveal a bit about here? Yeah, we've got a lot of a lot of plans. The Planet D, we're try, we're we're taking in a new direction. We want to do a lot more of uh, look at it as a media company. We really love working on video and photography, and that's something that we really want to start focusing on more. We have a lot of great travels in the work. We're going to Tanzania, Kyrgyzstan. Now, uh, where else are we going? Well, Ireland. Azerbaijan. Yes. So we have a lot of uh, great travels, but uh, the Planet D is always evolving, and I'm I, I'm a they can take over and take some stuff now. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, the, the, the future for us uh, looks like there's going to be a lot more video content in there and a lot more resources for our readers. I feel that we have we have such, you know, we've, do, we've done a pretty good job up until now in, in providing our, our readers with, uh, with information, but it's quite scattered throughout the blog. So for us, we want to bring it together to give travelers who want to travel like we do 
and, and like we have the, the necessary resources to go and do that. So not only will you come to the planet D for us and our delightful and personalities, um, but you will, you, but you will also come there for information and more in-depth things so that you can plan your own vacation and, and, and push yourself out of your comfort zone, do what you want to do. And we can, we can guide you along the way. Yeah. And I think that's important in this business of blogging to constantly evolve. Uh, our blog has changed over and over and over. And now I really feel that that's what people are looking for on the internet, the guides, the really in-depth information that we have, but we've always been more on the inspirational side of things, and we'll never want to lose that. We always want to keep the inspiration, but we want to also give people the platform when they're reading the inspiration to go and get the tools that they can do to plan their own trip and things like that. So it's uh, always a, always evolving and always a lot of fun. Yeah. Sounds all good. Guys, both of you Thank you just so much already for all the great insights and advice you gave. It's it's much appreciated. Well, uh, thanks. Bef- I hope we haven't talked too long. We tend to do <laughs> a lot of talking. Oh, no, definitely not. Of course not. Uh, before we finish this interview off, there are just two final end questions of the show. And, of course, in a minute, I will come to ask where people can find out more about you two and follow you guys along with all the incredible adventures of yours. And about the end questions, take your time with them, but... I would love as well to hear both your take on them. And the first end question, and let me ask you, Dave, first. What words of wisdom, what advice has helped you through your life? The biggest advice that's helped me through my life is to have patience and to be willing to compromise. And I know I touched on that earlier, but those two pillars are kind of what I what I live by. I have a lot I'm a very very patient person and I think that's helped contribute to not only having a great relationship but also being able to uh have a great business. And also learning to compromise is another thing that has allowed me to sort of even come out of my shell and experience things that I probably never would have had I not been open to them. So I think those two things have really uh changed me as a person. I think in, in having those two traits and developing those two traits over the years, and it, it, I, I've changed. You know, it's, it, people say that you know your personality grows, your personality changes as you get older, and uh, I, I agree. But you have to sort of you know massage it and steer it in the direction that you want it to go. And I think those two things are having the, me having those two qualities has allowed me to do that in my life. And then for me, I think it's to accept who I am and not be too hard on myself, Uh, especially when it comes to blogging, you're putting a lot out there and you just have to go, you know what? If, if you like yourself and, and accept yourself, your flaws and all, and you put it out there, you're going to find an audience and the people that, I love it in blogging because it's unlike so many other things, people follow you for you Mm -hmm. and you need to be yourself and accept yourself and put it out there. And you're going to find the people who are like, I'm okay with you, you know? And I think that's been a big part of, uh, for me, because I've always been this, and it really is self hater, you know, <laughs> like I, I'm always hard on myself, always, uh, giving, berating myself. And it, it took a long time to just, uh, learn to go, you know what? That's just who I am. And, and then finally, once I accepted that, it sort of, Help me to blossom, <laughs> you know, to understand and to go, hey, it's okay. And it helped me to almost even uh, relax whatever I didn't like about myself and understand it more. Put less pressure on yourself. Yeah. Before um, I ask the final question here, what's the best place that people can find and connect with you guys? 
Uh, you can connect with us on theplanetd.com and on all of our social channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest. We are The Planet D. So you can find us uh, on every social channel there and on YouTube as well. You can find us uh, at, uh, at the, the Planet, Planet D. D. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's pretty, we keep our brand pretty consistent. Yes. Perfect. I mean, I, I will link this up on the show notes for everyone to find. Perfect. And yeah. I'm going to say the only problem is we are the Planet D, not Planet D. That wasn't available when we, <laughs> when we went for it. So it is the Planet D. The, the, yes. Planet D, yes. the one and only. <laughs> the one and only. That's what we need to add. <laughs> All right. The final question here, Dave, from everything that you have seen, experienced, lived and learned in your life, what is the one thing you know to be true? The one thing I know to be true is that travel can change your life. That's one thing I know to be true. Out of everything that I've done in my in my life, there's never been a, a more pivotal moment than when we went that trip to Thailand and travel truly changed my life. I wouldn't be the person I am today if it wasn't for that trip. Mm, beautiful. Dave? Uh, Deb, sorry. <laughs> That's all right. For me, the one thing that I know to be true is having love in your life is the best thing that anyone can ask for. I wouldn't want to do this without Dave. And I think that having him in my life and supporting me and being there and getting to do this together is the best thing on earth. And I hope that everyone out there has some love in their life because it makes life better. <laughs> That's beautiful, guys. Thank you so much. Both of you, this was just so much fun and, and thank you for taking the time here. And if you guys ever happen to pass through Belgium or Barcelona, give me a shout and I'll be more than happy to show you guys around if I'm in the country myself. Awesome, <laughs> we totally will. This has been great. Thanks so much. Guys, I both wish you a very beautiful day out there in Canada. Thank you very much. Thanks for having us. There we have it, everyone. Episode 009 with Dave and Deb from the Planet D. I hope you all enjoyed this episode and gained some valuable lesson, information, and knowledge out of it. Show notes about everything that we talked about and more can be found by going to innerpicturestories.com slash podcast. And just simply type in Dave and Deb in the search bar and this episode will pop right up. If you are listening to this on your phone, you can also just check out the description of this episode to find a link that will take you straight to the show notes. Also, definitely have a look at the Planet E if you're looking for travel stories, tips, tricks, advice, inspiration, and much more. Dave and Deb have done an incredible job with it. It's, it's a very beautiful website with lots of quality content on it. Now, my dear friends, thank you for spending some time here with me. And don't forget to subscribe to the Inner Picture Stories podcast because the next episode is one not to be missed either. So stay tuned for next month and I wish you all a beautiful day out there. Much love to you all. This is Jelly Svaz signing off. <laughs>